about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. What are you in the mood for there, Mike? A little P.F. Chang. <laughs> Welcome to Worst Gig Ever. I am Mike Pace. I'm Jeff Carlock at and the Chinese Bistro. Bistro. <laughs> bistro. Uh, and I, you know what you got here? You got the Bist episode of the show coming up Perfect so segue. Welcome to Worst Gig Ever. Uh, yes. We have uh, uh, Andy Adler, bass player of Crystal Stilts, on the show today. Andy uh, tells some great stories about touring in Europe and van breakdowns. and He's, he's got the goods. He's, he's got the goods. Uh, we're going to start off with a little goods uh, from yours truly. Uh, got a story here from of my own about a, a van rental gone bad. Uh, my band, Oxford Collapse, had three members, so we could get away with renting minivans. Asshole. And, <laughs> which is usually what they said at the uh, behind the counter at, yes. at Hertz when I asked them. <laughs> when I asked them, come on, just give me a van, man. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the great thing about renting vans, and we had our own, we had, we had bought and sold two conversion vans prior to renting vans. Buying your own van is great, but renting is nice because you're not really responsible for everything. You, Anything. you break it, get the hell you, out of here. You You'll br- get a new one. Exactly. That's, and, and no shit. Right. No shit. <laughs> no, if you break it, you call them up and you say, uh, our van's broken down. We need a new one right now. And this actually happened to us. We were driving from Austin to New Orleans in a rented uh, minivan. And uh, all of a sudden, the van starts, you know, jiggling. It's jiggering. It's going left and right. We had just gotten Whataburger. And I remember, oh. I was, you know, Gross. burger to my mouth. Um <laughs> So anyway, pull over off the highway. We're in like a patch of grass. There's nothing on either side. Uh, we call up the rental company. We say, hey, we broke down. Hey, man, we broke down. We need another van. Can you give that a little bit more passionate? And they they said it's going to be about four hours. Ooh. Like, All right. Uh, you know, I don't know about the show in New Orleans, but we need a new van, so we'll we'll take it. We had four hours to kill. We start walking down the road. There's nothing here. And all of a sudden, you know, not all of a sudden, out of the blue, kind of, not out of the blue. <laughs> eventually, that's what I'm looking I'm for. Use some more phrases. Eventually, uh, a cop comes through. We explain Like to him, a bat out of hell. Like a, this, this guy, like a big ass bird. <laughs> He comes by and he says, hey, we explained to him about the van. He says, uh, we're explaining to him about the van. We're ready, waiting for our, our, our replacement van to show up. Is there anything that we can do in the meantime? Uh, and the cop says to us, well, if you walk down the road about another mile, you'll come to a bank. <laughs> we're like, okay. And he's like, well, if you go back the other direction about a half a mile, 
you'll come across an alligator farm. Why was the bank any option? Well, so you can imagine what we chose. Bank. And I'll tell you, that was the best Chase Manhattan I've ever been to. So we go to this alligator farm, and, I mean, this thing lived up to expectations. We had food. Food. Uh, we went on the tour. We saw guys wrestle with alligators. Jesus. We saw a Big Earl, I believe, was the name of the largest uh, alligator I think captivity. almost every alligator farm. Has a big girl, yeah, and it's it, the biggest alligator in, in captivity. Texas, okay, there and you go. Caveat. Then, uh, you know, we're going on this tour of the alligator farm, having a great time. We get a call from the rental company. Uh, your guy's going to be there in a couple minutes. We go back to the van. Sure enough, uh, the uh, replacement van comes. It is the same exact van, just in a different color. Gotta love it. The tow guy pulls right up to the back of our old van. <laughs> we load out of one van into the next van, uh, and we are on our way and it was great and the addendum to that is that we asked uh the tow driver i'm sorry we asked the cop originally Uh how far to get to new orleans from here just to see if we could make the show right and the cop's like oh man those those louisiana boys don't play he's talking about the cops saying it's gonna take you about five hours we then asked the tow guy for a second opinion how long is it gonna take to get to new orleans how long do you say I've done it in about an hour. <laughs> what? Needless That's say, a big difference. We did not make the show that <laughs> yes. night. Uh, but uh, we had a great time. We got a brand new van. And it was fantastic. And without any further ado. No more doo-doo. Here's Andy Adler, Crystal Stilts <laughs> on Worst Gig Ever. I want to hear about uh, Coke Zero versus versus <laughs> Diet Pepsi. For real, it's. I was dubious because of the marketing, right? That it's this it's Coke Zero's for men. Coke Zero's for men. I don't like that. Yeah. This is. I mean, now that's got a more. Like Coke Zero's for men. That was that's the original. The whole logic. Yeah, it's like that Dr Pepper uh, Ten. Yeah, not which is for a women. lie. Yeah, it's twenty calories. In oh, the really? Can, actually, I looked at the fine print. Wow. So but yeah, they're marketing like men, like you're a man, yeah. but you it's don't like want that. To. Sure. There's that British candy bar, right? The, I forget the name. The, um, not for women. Yeah. It has a circle no through a word or something. Yeah. Strong enough for a man. But yeah. pH balance for a woman. Soda. Soda. <laughs> but then I tried the Coke Zero, and it just tastes better. It's less. Sometimes Diet Cola has that flat quality. Yes, sure. Yeah. And this is much. So I, I've been a convert to the Coke Zero. After deciding for a long time, after being a lifelong Coke drinker over Pepsi, deciding that Diet Pepsi was better than Diet Coke. Uh-oh. Are <laughs> you now from the, the South originally? What? Are you from the South side of Boston? No. no yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if there was the Atlanta, like, South, Southern No, like, I, just Coke prefer, I just preferred Coke to Pepsi. Sure. We should add that we do have Andy Adler, bass player of Crystal Stilts, in Welcome the studio. to Worst Gig Ever. Andy, welcome. Thank you for having me. Coming in sponsored by Coke Zero. Yes. I the one time I had Coke Zero, I thought it tasted like a cross between Coke and and Diet Coke. Yeah. So that's better than so that's closer that's, that's, to that's, Coke that's on the spectrum. Coke. That's why I give it to zero. If you have the Venn diagram of Coke and Diet Coke, that little middle slices. That would mean So that's that your uh, tour uh drink? Is that's that my th- I do if, drink a lot of soda on tour. Right. I'm mocked by my bandmates around like six thirty to seven thirty each night. <laughs> They're like, is it soda time? Right. Yeah. Because it has become Well sometimes that's the only fun on the road is uh the, is stopping at the uh local regional, uh, we are, regional, regional soda. sodas. Yeah. Regional soda that is good. we are big snackers and uh-huh. Keegan our drummer is very into regional food. Yes. Right. Which is great. 
to be on tour with someone some who's digging other idiot to try out the potato yeah. candy or exactly. What would so, you yeah. say the best and or worst uh, regional snack on the road you've had has been? Hmm. We could. There's a place when you're driving from. It's like Houston to Austin or Austin to Dallas. There's a really good beef jerky stand on the side of the road. Really? That you can get. I mean, it's a big complex. They make sandwiches and stuff as well, but it's sort of known. But it's a Sunoco is... Mart. Yeah. It is a beef jerky. It is a jerky. They had this brand that was called Slim Jim, I think. That was really uh, good. It's a, yeah, local, a real yeah. mom I've, I've, uh, jerky. I've that heard is, about it. That, that is a good... I mean, yeah, things like that. I feel we've often had places where my attitude when you stop somewhere is like eat what local especially if you're in eat, love pray yeah eat, <laughs> eat love and then i pray at the end that it wasn't going to give me indigestion <laughs> sure. no but for example we were in poland playing and we stopped at a, like a roadside cafeteria diner kind of thing right and no one there spoke much english and whatever so it's kind of pointing at food but someone else in my band got a uh, hamburger and it was like the worst hamburger you can have. Like, and i saw this sort of borscht like kind sure. of thing i'm like i want that and it was really good because you want to eat you know what the american play to the strengths you know yeah exactly. when in rome yeah don't get the when in rome eat the polish food exactly so 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 just to, to bring us up to speed you know uh crystal stilts or band that are that are doing doing things now you might even say a hot, a hot act. So hot getting, guy. getting it done. Getting it done. <laughs> but in your case, like you joined the, the band had been around for a while. Yeah. The band probably started 2002 or three when Brad and who's the singer and JB, the guitarist were both friends in Florida and they both moved to New York around the same time, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And they had, you know, they talked about playing music before and then they had access to a practice space and they started playing so after a while they started playing some shows and sort of roped in a bunch of different people there were a lot of people who played a couple shows here a couple shows there excuse me and then kyle who plays keyboards now he played a few shows with them and they'd recorded a record and then were unhappy with how it was mixed so they hadn't done they put out a single in a 12 inch themselves and then decided they wanted to kind of play more shows more often Mm -hmm. and without having a real so that's how i was friends with them and that's how Mm -hmm. i it wasn't that's how i ended up playing with them and then we did that record and then i guess things started to get a little more busy but coinciding with you joining the band i think i was yeah i would say that that was it it was not gonna happen unless they got my sweet (laughs) Sure. Base licks going on. And but, the, uh, the other thing that, that I think is interesting is that you, I mean, things are happening with this band now, and we're the same age. Yeah. And you you all, you joined the band when you were 30 or 29 or something? Yeah, like, probably late 20s. So, so I mean, I, that's kind of just interesting to me that, like, a little later. Later than, to the game than the, most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'd played music before and done other things, um, but never bands that were at the same sort of had a similar level of success, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So it wasn't as if I'd just picked up an instrument. No. But In fact, it's they, the same bass that... It is the same bass I've had since I was 15. Perfect. It is a beloved by sound men. <laughs> it's an Ibanez Roadster 2. Nice. And it can take a real beating. I did. We did a tour where my bag broke, and I just sort of taped it up Get every back. night. Yeah, and just threw it in the van and... <laughs> 
Perfect. My bandmate Kyle was very worried that something was going to happen to it. But I was like, that thing, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> I've only blown up like two amps with it uh, on one, on a big U.S. tour. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you qualify one of those shows as one of the worst gigs ever? Those were pretty bad for the shame as well. Because <laughs> right. I was using... So I don't own a bass amp. This is something of a contention being a... Wait, but, you don't own one? No, nah, not at the moment. That's interesting for some way time. to be in a band. Yeah, it's a good way to be. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm actually appreciating it as yeah. I played a show it's, last it's, night and lift my yeah, heavy-ass amp. It's very helpful to uh, packing the van. Right. Because they're big, big and, and cumbersome. So I was using my bandmate's bass amp. And... All right, I don't know enough about technology to know my bass has this button that you press that makes it sound better nice. i think it's like an active passive pickup sure thing, but i don't really know what that means right. it could just be the and, bass boost yeah you play but music but you're not a musician it's as led like to consider yeah. people who play in bands versus yeah. musicians yes yeah i am not a pro by any pro, pro gear pro dude yeah and so i blew up that bass amp <laughs> in oh yes yeah, so this was this was in I'd had a little problem with it, I think. We'd started in the north from New York and gone kind of down to the south to Texas and around. And in Athens, Georgia, it kind of turned off for a little, but then came back. I was mm-hmm. like, that was curious. And then we were playing in New Orleans at, I forget the name, but it was at... One Eyed like No, it was just like the back room of a bar. It wasn't really like a venue. Okay. They had a PA. Right. Played with this wild band who were very flamboyant costumes but we're pretty funny and very nice people the new york dolls it was the new yeah <laughs> but it was with that, like David yeah Joe something. yeah it was some he was not it was just i can't remember um <laughs> Dexter. But yeah so that showed the bass amp like totally crapped out but there wasn't even a sound guy or anything there was a mixer akin somewhat to the one that is being used mm. to record this podcast so in the middle <laughs> i kind of had to pull out like after it didn't work for a minute I sort of had to walk over well play, well, not well playing because there was no sound, and then <laughs> sort of figure out a free channel in the mixer and like sure. plug it in and like try and get a level out of it. Oh, wait, so you went directly into the mixer? Yeah, I just went straight into the mixer. Killer sound. By myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with no, there was no sound man or anything. Right. So it was a, so that was pretty ramshackle. Sure. And there was, but it wasn't the worst game. I mean, in terms right. of, it was bad sound. It was yeah. probably not. I tend to let these things kind of roll off my back like that a bit, whereas, and not be, it's kind of fun sometimes when you see a band and something does go a little awry yes. and it sort of keeps it and a bit And you realize more. they don't have a guitar tech to come Yeah, and, and <laughs> it makes it a little more, you're like, oh, I'm seeing something somewhat spontaneous and right. then adapting, which is sort of rather than playing the same, you know, they're it's not just the band playing the same set that they've played for a year or sure. something. Do the and, other guys in the band feel like, will they brush off a, a bad show or do people get upset about we tend to be pretty well that happened yeah <laughs> you know well, i mean we've played Guess shows we that are play another one. bad that weren't you know bad shows and anything catastrophic happening you just sort of end and you're like well that didn't really come together in the way that you know right we know that we can play but then it's sort of i mean you're going to be driving seven hours the next day to stew over it seems a little yeah anti you know, somewhat anti-productive. But we were playing a show with, well, I might not name them right now, but we were playing a show in Germany with a band who's American in uh, Heidelberg. And I think they played before us, and they played, and some one of the guitars had broken a string, the two guitarists. 
And then after that, there was sort of some, they had very complex guitar parts and there were mm-hmm. some difficulties of getting it in tune and figuring it all out. And we were sort of backstage or whatever after and they came down and this one guy, the other guitarist was really upset. He's like, I didn't come all the way to Germany <laughs> to play a half-ass show. <laughs> and it like seemed like this was like going to be a huge issue. And I think we would never probably have that reaction. Sure, sure. I mean, we've had sort of things where we've had shows where things go bad, where we did a European tour where JB, the guitarist had this, he had two guitars with him and one of them, it was like a semi-hollow body that just would not stay in tune. Right. Ever. And there's one show in Sweden where he just got so fed up, he kind of just threw his guitar across the stage, which was more Who-like than I've ever sure. seen from him. But we were it play- was kind of cool. It's so- it was sort of. Yeah. We were playing in, I think it was in Berlin on that tour, and he was just like struggling to tune his guitar, and we're like figuring out what to do. And Kyle, our keyboardist, is probably the one who banters the most, Mm -hmm. some would say. Mm -hmm. Too much. Sometimes. (laughs) But he was not at the show. He had to fly back to America for, like, some reason. It was the last show of the tour, and he had to leave early. So we were just sort of sitting there, and we were kind of, like, just doodling, figuring out Mm -hmm. what to do. Does he use... He doesn't use a tuning pedal? I think he does, but this thing was just so... This was also after it had been thrown across the stage. So <laughs> maybe that might have... not listening to tuning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I forget exactly what he said, unfortunately, at this point. But he was pretty curmudgeonly about it. He had some quip that I unfortunately can't remember. But uh, so that was... There are always those issues of like amps blowing, like right. not stop Equipment working. Problem. Equipment right. problems, which I think are, you know, are bad, but don't have to be catastrophic. Sure. Usually you're playing with another band and that can... Yeah. Yeah lend you something and because we did have that was i was thinking of this actually that we had a weird thing where we got offered to play a show at the university of washington Mm -hmm. but it was just that show we couldn't do a whole tour about it and then we had it but it was like college shows so they can be sort of lucrative well for the listener college yes they they have program boards and they don't have you know they have a budget and if they don't spend their budget oftentimes their next year's budget reflects only the amount they spend so it's sort of you know, induces them to try and spend it all. So we actually just like flew out for that, stayed with a friend of ours and flew back the next morning and had a show that night here in New York. And at that show, I think the second song in, I broke a string on my bass, like the E string and no one else had, there was no other band with a bass playing that show. (laughs) So I played that and it was like, it was a pretty dismal Sound I think show. breaking the E string or breaking a bass string is one of the rarest. Yeah, yes. uh, I remember as a kid reading some Rolling Stone article about Firehose playing. Yeah, they were showing how powerful Firehose was because Mike Watt just like popped that E string. Yeah, uh, he was and stealing. As I playing bass, I was like, oh yeah, he probably was playing that real hard. Yeah, I think I did some do sometimes tend to play a little, hard. not Mike Watt levels they won't mm-hmm. i'm not sure. going to be in the stooges anytime soon <laughs> yeah. but but yeah so i broke a string at that and then i was like oh that was a bad show because right. <laughs> it was that ended up being pretty dismal but then we stayed up all night at our friend's house playing nba jam all night got on a plane at like six in the morning <laughs> yeah it was pretty exciting but that's one of those kind of maybe unmemorable or shitty shows matched with a great night. Yeah, so, right. it, ends, you know, so it ends up being a good memory. Yeah, right. But so we flew back and we like didn't sleep at all that night. Have a show that night. And I think in the 
third song. I was borrowing someone else's bass because I hadn't sure. I didn't have straight or something, and I broke a string <laughs> on the second consecutive night. And that's when I realized maybe I should play a little lighter <laughs> or something. Relax a little. Because two yeah. braids, yeah, because that, that does not happen. Right. Often. And, so all, and oftentimes of, there's no backup bait. Like, you know, you yeah, have a backup guitar, but yeah. like, bass players do not have the backup. Yeah. No. And changing a bass string takes a while. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no one wants to see yeah, that. I've been playing since I was 16. I'm terrible at it, too. Yeah. Like, it, I get so stressed. I'm just sweating up there. Yeah. I'm amazed at how long they are all the yeah. time. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's kind of a nightmare. Uh, it's a lot easier for guitar players, I think. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's Although not... the Panthers guitarist did a crazy thing where he would change his strings every single show. Mm. Because he had a, like a superstition that he would break. Wow. Them. So he was blowing tons of money. That's... Spending lots of time. He's on a 30, 30 sets of... Yeah. He would buy them by like... That's wild. At like Guitar Center. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you've been out with Crystal Stilts uh, a lot. Are you guys on tour a fair amount? We, it goes in waves, I okay. somewhat, where we played a lot in New York around 2007 mm-hmm. or something when sort of had a lot of opportunities. And then we we're like, we should stop playing as much in New York as sure. we get. But then the first, we did a one or two tours just opening up for like friends, bands and things. And then we did the first, those were all just sort of Northeast to the Chicago mm-hmm. and back mm-hmm. kind of right. things. And first, like, long, we did a West Coast tour for the first time mm-hmm. with uh, our friends in this band, Cause Commotion. Okay. Who are from here as right. well. Great band. We're going to have Liam on the uh, and There the you go. He will have, maybe he will tell a tale. Of, <laughs> nah. So that tour was great. It was nine or ten of us in a big passenger van. Sure. Sort of going our way north mm-hmm. along the west coast beautiful drive yeah yeah pch and uh we i think PCH we did drive. not i think we they went the uh, yeah because it was when time restraints ah. but on that tour we started and our drummer at the time she just had her wisdom teeth out Oof. and her mother lives in like southern california or mexico and she actually missed the first two shows of that door one was a radio session and Wait, one was, was a drummer yeah. What'd you do about that? So for that, we had our keyboard player play drums for a little, okay, for half of it, and then our friend from the other band played drums for some of it, but without really knowing, right? I mean, knowing the song, sure, or not. But all those drum parts are fairly rudimentary, right? But so that was an interesting way of doing it. Yeah. But it, it ended up being fun. It was a little, yeah. and one of those shows was really actually a good show. It was in Ox Oxnard. Yeah, of course. And uh, Nardcore. It's like a big yeah. surf Nazi. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, home of yeah, home of the Nardcore. <laughs> yeah. But this was at uh, now these these guys had to spend the Sea Lions. One of them lived in a just like hundred year old like shack kind of thing <laughs> on with no indoor toilet. Um, but it was like in a strawberry. But he field. had the ocean right there. Yeah. It was on. No, this was on a stra- toilet. This friend. was on a strawberry field. Oh. And. It was on Halloween, and we showed up, and they just had, like, a big bonfire. It was outdoors. It was a ton of fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was, like, all, like, three or four bands playing, and, I mean, not super well attended. I mean, there were enough people there, but it was really fun. This big bonfire, playing outdoors in the middle of nowhere. It's an outhouse. 
And uh, though harrowing for my bandmate in that at some point late in the night after drinking a lot and unless I went to the van and I like kind of sat down as like sort of was in the front passenger seat and uh-huh. just went to sleep. And Brad, the singer, at some point, you know, laid down in one of the benches in the van and fell asleep. And in the morning, he woke up at like six in the morning when the sun came up and just saw me. I had my hood on, like my sweatshirt or jacket or something like over my head. And I'm in the seat. And he like woke up and had no, just like the second show of the tour, he had no memory of where he was. Kind of, you know, when you wake up and you're in the sure. van, you don't know where you are for like a good 10 seconds. Right. It takes you to document. And he saw me like the hooded figure just the back of my head in the front seat. And he was utterly convinced that he was kidnapped <laughs> until he sort of mem remembered and it, that's where he was but so that's probably more harrowing for him sure. I it took it. him a half hour to yeah. remember yeah he... and i'd driven the van off into a right ditch no <laughs> um but on that tour we did play so we played all these shows and some were great there were some really good shows we played in san francisco it, it should on be the noted, night. this is this was this was definitely like a diy tour with yeah motion guys in the van yeah. playing like a lot of house shows yeah and borrowed and amps and okay. sort of we played some. We played in like San Francisco at that place, the bottom of the hill, on oh, yes. the night election night, two thousand eight. Yep. So that was a weird, yeah, show. Just it was. It's a I weird don't vibe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people were well. It's actually torn because people were very happy that Obama got elected. There's a lot of Francisco, hope in here. But they were also like very disappointed because there was a and change. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were disappointed because there was a like a same-sex marriage referendum or something right. that uh-huh. didn't pass. Right. So, but it was a weird time to play a show on this sort of historic sure. night that, for a scant few people, is remembered right. as the night that Crystal Stilson caused commotion. Right. You're really trying to <laughs> tore it up at <laughs> yeah. bottom of the hill. That's but what most other people important. remember. It's like, yeah, Barack we get Obama. it. You're playing music. Yeah. Yeah. We got some important stuff going on here. But yeah. So, yeah, but there was. So, we booked a show on that tour in Eugene, Oregon. Right. At, it ended up being at a place called the Samurai Duck, which <laughs> is a sushi restaurant and then, like, attached to a metal bar. This is not our first sushi restaurant. Japanese. Yeah. 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 Locale. That's, uh, this, yeah, this is the third or fourth uh, yeah. sushi That's, restaurant locale. They like to bring people and in. And metal fly. bar. So this was in the metal bar that's attached to the sushi right. restaurant. They're separate, but they're both part of the Samurai Duck conglomerate. So the, and, they owned, but do you have any idea if they were owned by the same people? Yeah, I think it's the same people. Weird. Like they had a restaurant and a bar. Right. And it was this sort of dingy metal bar. Right. And very sparsely attended good five people strong five yeah and a strong five who were into it every single (laughs) one of them (laughs) and not a lot of people there we borrowed amps from you know a band that was playing who ended up playing after you know like who played third or whatever and so like oh i guess we should stick around you know they're very nice but after like moment seven minute seven or eight of their with Two bongo players and a flute, <laughs> guitar, bass, drum, singer, cover of Iron Man. Wonderful. <laughs> Love it. And like the flute solo had gone a few minutes. We were sort of like, I guess we might just have to, we got to drive, we got to right. go. So we left and we, these two nice people, they're like, put us up and we're staying all like nine of us in this house. That is, and it was, this was in October. So around there, it gets chilly at right. night and we're in our house. It was a very nice house and it was very kind of them put us up but there was no heat so we get back 
there and it's nice they have a piano and our, our keyboard player kyle is very adept uh-huh. he is pro and so we're all sitting around drinking and hanging out and kyle's playing like tv theme songs on the piano and we're singing along and just uh-huh. having a grand old time and it's very fun there was like then someone received some like very sad news from a telephone call and that sort of put a pall <laughs> on the evening so we're like all right we're gonna go to bed and we were in California, so none of us had a lot of heavy garb and sure. attire with us, and it starts like it gets really cold. <laughs> oh, so you had to you had to leave? No, we stayed. Oh, okay. We were like all go to sleep at like three, four in the morning, at like five in the morning or something. You know, right? I mean, someone. I feel like JB woke up and like said to somebody else who had like two blankets, like, "Can I have a goddamn blanket?" <laughs> and then like Kyle woke up at some point, like just not even awake. He's like, "Anybody got a pillow or something?" And I, <laughs> I wake up, and so then I wake up at like seven, and it's like just, it's really cold. We all have the most uncomfortable night of sleep. My throat is, you know. Right. I can feel that I'm sick now. And Every breath just yeah. breathes. And it, was like, just, yep, get it was just like a miserable, like ended up becoming like this miserable night of not sleeping and being cold and going to some vegan cafe up the way and Sounds getting a sort of. Like tour? Yeah. But the real question I'm not though, vegan. And the, the real question is, how was it playing with Dread Zeppelin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty great. <laughs> they were. Tortelli Elvis. Yeah. Just killed it that so night. We only play with, like, the theme cover bands. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think there was... Oh, so then in the morning when we're all sitting there, like, this guy who put us up... I mean, I'm not trying... Uh, we're very appreciative of anyone who sure. put us up. But realized that his roommate and his girlfriend, like, came downstairs in the morning. Like, we'd been singing the cheers theme song on this barroom piano and stuff all night and realized that there were actually other people home right and felt so that just added not only was it a horrible and we would uh, ruin somebody else's well i was just that reminds me of you know one of the things i've been thinking about a lot lately with tour is you know one the kind of you know you have to put yourself in that mindset to just i'm going to be sleeping in some terrible places yeah. like it's it's kind of you're forcing yourself to you know, live in this crazy world where, you know, you have to be at the whims of, you know, if you're crashing at fans' places, just people will yeah. put you up. And yeah, and so then it also leads into, you know, a tour is essentially, you know, it, it's weeks of forced social socialization. Yeah. Like, you know, both with your bands, which, you know, it's not a natural state to be in a van with yeah, for three other people, uh, you know, if you're just going with the band and, you know, driving for hours. Uh, but also, you know, even when I go to shows here as I get older, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm fairly hermit-like. I like yeah. to stay in my house a lot. Yeah, same. But the tour is the exact opposite. All of a sudden, like, I have to be in a bar. And you yeah. have to be, you have to be there before it opens but, and then yeah. after. Yeah. You get the smell of the bar before it opens. Yeah. The smell the yeah. whole time. But then, yeah, and then you're kind of forced to just be with people. And, you know, I, I think, you know, how... How do you how do you put yourself in that mindset? Like, how do you personally like uh, get to that Zen mode? Yeah, I think I've become somewhat accustomed ah. to it. Right, but I think on in one respect we're very lucky that now we all genuinely are friends in our band and right. like each other. So long drives are actually pretty entertaining. Sure, and sort of which is a plus when you yeah. Like so I mean, I can't hits. imagine doing a long tour with people that aren't your friends. Right. I mean, I think that's one of the things where everybody who's like Brad and JB that has joined the band has been people 
they or we are friends with. Right. So that definitely is a plus. Is that a big chunk of the choice, uh, you know, the choice for those people joining? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Realizing. And a similar, you know, aesthetic. Sure. Sure. Ideas. But generally that probably coincides with being friends with right. people, you know, but right. I don't think we would ever play with people that were not sort of sure we knew that we could get along with yeah. as well and in terms of socializing i mean yeah sometimes it can get really tedious when yeah. you go somewhere and then you're sitting in the club for however many I mean, I mean try to go out and do right. things especially when touring places haven't been before i mean sure. try to go and i mean we've been pretty much mostly lucky in staying with people who have been really friendly and now we have enough of a lucky enough that we can, you know, hotwire. Oh, there's a different one that Kyle's the kayak. Yeah, yeah. No, kayak. Yeah. But yeah, that we can, you know, stay in cheap motels and sure. things. So, and, and it's also nice if you do have a really long drive to just be like, you know what, we're going to drive for two hours right. after the show, and then tomorrow we can actually get to the place with. Right. Some yeah. leisure, but was there a time when you guys would do a, a, a totally absurd drive uh, from one show to the next? We've done mm-hmm. some that are pretty long. I mean, once you get to the mid or the west, you're, yeah. the actual you're driving west. all yeah, the time. It's, it's, it's sort be... of it's unavoidable. It's yeah. I mean, I grew up in the Northeast, where every city's three or four right. hours apart, and yeah. then you get once you know you're going from Phoenix to. You're just doing Wherever. consistent. It's 10 eight, hours. Yeah, it's, 10. It's, it's unavoidable. There's nowhere to play in between. Right, yeah. So it's kind of, you do what you can right. yeah. do. But, well, I mean, when we first started touring, like it would, it would, would, we wouldn't even bat an eye to be like, oh, we have a 14-hour drive? Yeah. We'll do it overnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this sounds like a great yeah. plan. Yeah. Nothing could go wrong here. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. had some, yeah, I mean, that are like that. I feel the biggest miracle of after our last record came out, lot when we were touring a lot last summer, I mean we did a full US, you know, thirty five day, right. the whole forty day, whatever tour. And we somehow made it. I mean it was over, we looked, it was like eleven thousand miles or something. Sure. And pulled over twice in zero tickets. Warnings. Wow. You got the warning. Yeah. Two. I mean, in weird place. One going just from California to or, oh god, my geography is horrible. Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, Oregon. Jeez, and right over the border. I guess they stop a lot of people because you can buy drugs in California. Yeah. And right. And the thing about this was, we the guy pulls us over, and I think to be taken off his seatbelt when we pulled over, and like the cop is like giving a he's like, I could give you a ticket for not having a seatbelt. You guys get in an accident. He's like a pinball flying around this car, <laughs> taking you all out. But he was an <laughs> Irish cop, like actually a man from Ireland, right? In there, he's like a pinball. <laughs> yeah. Flash forward, two weeks later, we're in like Nebraska or somewhere. Have a day off. We decide to go see bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the and an Irish cop in that movie. It was amazing. Right. And in that part, we go, we show up at the thing. It was like the seven o'clock show. It was the last one at a movie theater in a in a mall. We walk in. They'd already closed the ticket booth, so we just didn't even have to pay for tickets. It was nice. amazing. And it was an omen. Yeah. Uh, we once saw, we saw, uh, Batman Returns. Is that, was that the uh, first Christopher Nolan one? Yes. Yeah. Batman Returns. Batman Begins. I'm sorry. Yeah. Batman. Batman. Batman Returns was, yeah. uh, 
There's the George Clooney one. Yes. yes. All right. The nipples. Yes. Yes. As soon as we all know. Uh, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, that movie's great. Batman Begins, we saw, I think, in New Mexico. No, I think we're driving into Texas. And like during the day, we had time to kill with that band, the narrator, actually. And there was was no business in a theater. So they actually said to us, they said, if you each buy some candy, you'll get into the movie for free. Oh, there you go. There so, you go. Uh, we saw, I remember distinctly being super psyched, I think on the High End Fire, no, Big Business Tour maybe. Either way, we saw Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver yeah. Surfer. I love seeing movies on tour. That's great. I, I wish yeah. I could have seen more. I do remember that one, walking in, we sat down, after like five minutes, Joe Stickney was like, oh, this movie's terrible. And I just kind of wandered out, and then ten minutes later came back. We saw Tropic Thunder in Oregon, That's actually, good. and it was in like a weird. Thank you, Baptiste. Uh, Thanks, it was man. in a mall uh, theater, and when we were walking in, there was this kind of like well-dressed man uh, who who asked us for like some money yeah. <laughs> outside the theater, what? and uh, we might have even given him a couple of bucks. <laughs> that old yeah. scam. Did we, he give you a reason? No, I don't. He was just—I don't remember what it was. But he uh, then we saw the movie, had a good time. I want to see the movie again, by the way. I've only yeah. seen it that one time in the theater. We left the theater. Guy is still wow. out there. <laughs> Asks us again. He's just trying to see Tropic Thunder. Yeah, maybe that was, <laughs> that was it. Just, just wanted to get a ticket. And Adam, our bass player, is like, "I'm not giving you any money." Yeah. <laughs> and then we just, At least he was forthright. Yes. Um, oh, I'm, I'm just remembering the only time. I'm just thinking of tickets. The only time. I think we ever got a ticket somehow in all the years of touring. Not a movie ticket. Yeah. Not a movie ticket. A traffic ticket was in uh, Kip, our guitarist at the time uh, in Panthers' hometown of Memphis. Oh, wow. And we're driving. And I, I remember being shotgun and saying, you know, you really should start using your turn signal a lot yeah. more. <laughs> And he's like, no, man, it's the South. Like, we don't have to do that yeah. here. Like, it was like within two seconds. There you go. We got pulled over, got ticket, done. We, yeah, we had a... JB brought some binoculars on a tour once, so he was pretty fond of sitting in shotgun and uh, just, like, using the binoculars to scout out for uh, fuzz. Amazing. And, uh... But, yeah, that was, like, I feel like that was fairly miraculous that we made it without ever breaking down, without ever... Because we'd had a van... That was a rental. We'd had a van before that was... Terrifying. Cursed. Yes. I mean, it was just... Van problems. Let's let's, let's yeah, delve in. Like, what well, a lot of was these it one were... that you guys had bought? Or... Yeah, it was... Brad had bought it in Florida and then okay. driven back up and we Con- had this Conversion van, van or a 15 An Astro pass? van. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, so, so right. a mini van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was great. We used it to play shows in New York a ton and, like, small tours and... But... The the original issue was I think a friend had used it to move, maybe and or it was just parked illegally somewhere. We thought the van had van had been stolen. Right. Turns out it was just taken to the impound, but we didn't know that. And he had called and like they didn't have a track of it, and so it wasn't. It was registered in Florida, so he did not find out until he got a letter. His mother was like, "You got a letter from the New York department, uh-huh. whatever, of of vans." And love that department. They're like, we got your shoes. The and DMV. <laughs> yes. the department and, of moving vans. <laughs> yeah, and well played. <laughs> that like the van was going to be auctioned within a four days from oh, that or something, me. you know. So we go to get it out, and of course it doesn't start, so it has to be towed. <laughs> and we go and do that, and then later 
that so it gets fixed later is parked on his street sort of in and it just got side he came out one morning and it had been sideswiped and the window broken and of right. course there's no people don't leave their insurance number sure. surprisingly wait what yeah so that was so he goes to get fixed like fix the rear window or the rear side window we're like all right we're back in business let's go <laughs> Like a week later, we have a show and we're loading stuff out of our practice space. And there's a garage, I mean, like a to park for some of the businesses there. And there's like, I can see it in slow-mo that there was a small dumpster starts like rolling <laughs> and just like going and there's nothing you can do. And it hits the van and like the arm of the dumpster just goes straight through the just fixed Jesus window. <laughs> and... It was just that van. It was just one thing after another, right. and we realized, you know, you can rent a van for a month. Right. That's going to be two years old. Right. Or at That'll the most, settled, but you won't have. But you have insurance. Else. You have if something breaks down, the rental right. company will deal with it. It was a very now big, question about rental van. Uh, did you have to do the lying about what you were doing with that van? I, I always think, felt like I had to lie. That's yeah. why I ask. I always had. They, we, I think, I'd be like, we need thirty thousand miles. Oh, yeah. For the listener, yeah, we should say that you know, if a band, a band's in New York, it's hard to have vans sometimes. Yeah. You rent a van. They, you can't leave. That you're supposed yeah. to not leave the tri-state area. There are a lot of. Uh, I think we found a place that had a. Okay. A lot of Kyle did a lot of due diligence to right. find a good. I was always rental looking for that. Magic you guys place. get the insurance. I believe, or maybe they used a credit card that. Has insurance uh, yes. sometimes which that, saves yeah. you. I guess there's maybe a little fib telling if you don't put sure. everybody's name on as in licensed yeah, drivers, just because. Yeah. I mean, it's let a lot that be money. known. Every almost every band out there of yeah. like mid level, they're doing illegal stuff. Yeah, we're driving around in <laughs> illegal vans. Yeah. I mean, lying. It was you know over eleven thousand miles when sure. they got that car returned. I mean, yes, yeah. they must have known something. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I remember once. I want, yeah, I needed, like, I had done the calculations and it was a five week tour. So I was yeah. like, we needed like thousands, yeah. of, thousands of miles. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be, uh, you know, taking up to Rochester back yeah. and forth like 10 Most days. times. I just got a lot of moving I got to yeah. do. And they're like, yeah, sounds good to me. I'm an import export guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that rental van was sort of the, the way that rental companies don't know or don't comprehend your use. Like we went to go pick it up and it was like just into Long Island or somewhere. Uh, are we and talking about like a, like a, an Avis or a Hertz? Or yeah, like a, it was like right, a Hertz something or like something. But they like kindly, they're like, oh no, we have this, uh, we went and they didn't have that van mm -hmm. that we'd like said we wanted to rent a specific one. I was like, it hasn't arrived yet, but, uh, We'll give you an upgrade within the same category, but for them, an upgrade was a minivan, was like a uh, SUV, right? Which is isn't gonna right. sure fit. Yeah, beautiful ride, but not so it became the saga the of waiting, you know, four hours for this other van to come because right. it's like that's not an upgrade to us. Yeah, and that is our Washington D.C. curse, where we can never get to Washington D.C. on oh, time really? for some reason, despite it being close. Like th we canceled one show because the van broke. Right, our van. We twice we've shown up and like with 20 minutes before we have to play. Right. Just, I mean, just like saga after saga yeah. somehow with DC. DC for some is reason. tough to get to get in and out of. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it is. And we've broken down. Uh, we abandoned a van uh, on the Beltway, actually, oh, yeah. or right. right after the Beltway. Right. Our first again, 
you know, having vans that we owned, driving them into the ground, and then realizing that, rent, and it, thankfully in our case, as a three-piece, we could actually rent minivans right. and just yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, I think also sometimes the local, or the local, you know, the, the yeah, couple, a little four more. hours away, I, it, I, I feel like they're always somehow surprisingly hard. Yeah, like yeah. just getting to because it's like I feel like well, all getting sudden, out of New York. Yeah, is that's a two hour I feel like trial. Everyone in the band forgets completely. Yeah. Like, and they're just like, it takes three hours to Boston. Like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Let's leave exactly we, three hours yeah. during rush hour. We once started a, a tour where the first show was in uh, Columbus, uh-huh. Ohio. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty a... sure. And we're like, ah, it takes eight hours to get there. We'll leave at eleven. <laughs> yeah, and it was one of those situations where we literally had to. By the time we got there, we had to load straight up yeah, on stage and, like, and play. And it was a pizza place, of course. Right. Um, and it was, I, it, it was definitely a, a pretty shitty show, if only because you're not in the. You gotta. You want a little decompress. time. You yeah, yeah, you don't want to jump out of the van decompress. and just play. Yeah, you don't, we literally had to load, get out of the van after sitting in a van for nine hours. And I remember we were in traffic in Pennsylvania by that huge Cabela's oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. sporting goods store. Uh, and a friend of ours was with us at the time, and it was like standstill traffic. And he got out of the car and he was asking what was going on. And this old man said, Cabela's. <laughs> and so then that just came. We came. The story. We came fearfully close to missing to like what at the time and probably still is the biggest show we've ever played. Like we were playing, like we were doing a European tour. And in that, we had someone driving us. Mm-hmm. Like we were not right. driving ourselves. And. We were playing at uh, that Primavera Festival, mm-hmm. which was a nice. very big festival. Yeah. Well, it was the biggest show we'd ever played up to that point, and they were paying us like the money that sort of allowed us to do the show. Sure. And I mean, we came dangerously close to not making it on time. Just because Between, of traffic and we had some issues with the driver being able to get in a late start and then getting lost in Barcelona, which I mean is a confusing city. Sure, but I mean that would have been somewhat outrageous to miss yes. when this was you know exactly. so that was a really stress when we got there we were playing in like half an hour for the people there were freaking out kind of and then you're playing for more people than we've ever played for by far right. so i'm like, drinking as fast as i can <laughs> like it was a very that was a pretty but it went well it ended up going all right the show itself went fine because we're when we're pros but uh <laughs> top no. of our game pro yes <laughs> we're pro <laughs> we're pro tooled yes we play to a backing track oh, so they can never right. go wrong. It, then it's you're always good and uh, uh, so there's always that but no so that was that was just i mean that's just sort of like the stress of being in the van when you know you're late i yes. find to be just yeah right I, the I, worst I, I it's funny because i haven't thought about that in a long time but i i re- remember this columbus show just being like uh, yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, you can, your car only goes so fast. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you're not going to make traffic move any yeah. quicker. But, uh, go, no? Oh, I was going to say, so so you've, 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 you've toured in Europe quite a bit. In fact, yeah. the last Oxford Collapse tour yes. overlapped with the Crystal Stilt Store. There was, and, you were a few uh, days ahead of us, and that is... Yes, and so we would... Did you leave each other notes? We, yes, we did. Well, that is maybe the best gig ever is when we showed <laughs> right. up in... Um, Hamburg, yeah, yeah, and Dan from Oscar Collapse went to. I went to college with. Uh-huh. I mean, our same program of cinema studies, and there was a poster of us with our ugly mugs on it, and he had drawn <laughs> a, you know, a speech bubble on it that said, "What is cinema?" Coming out of my, uh, <laughs> out of my mouth on that place that it was the Reeperbahn in Hamburg, yes. which right. is the sort of red light district, yes. which yep. is a fairly 
Yeah. But I know <laughs> it was. It fun. is. I remember. It is what it is. Because yeah. uh, you were talking about Heidelberg. We had played in Heidelberg too, and I re- and it was towards the end of our tour. And I remember walking around, and it was weird. There was a parade that day. it was yeah. one of these classic like. Oh, there's a parade. It's happening somewhere in Europe. You don't know why. Yeah. It's yeah. during the middle of the week. I'm Jewish. This uh, makes me feel weird. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but seeing these big Crystal Stilts posters uh, all over the town with you, a uh, picture. It wasn't just you on the poster, yeah, which would have been you. amazing. Well, I would but, be. <laughs> uh, and this was, uh, this, it was, it was amazing. It was one of yeah. those surreal moments. Yeah. It's very, say. uh, but. So, but, so you've, you've played in Europe quite a bit at this point. Yeah. Have you guys, um, cause I think, I think it's a fallacy that in Europe you have to get a, a driver. Like we, we did our European tour. We drove ourselves. I, I think we and could. I think you're crazy. No. Getting a I driver think, I, I feel, the opportunity arises. I feel it's sort of a split. It depends on, we've had drivers, but I feel like we could do it. I think one, well, what we found is with some people that if somebody owns a van, their driving costs and right. the van is almost less than sometimes renting a van yeah. because rentals are just really expensive, especially if you aren't finishing in the same that place whole, that you start. Yeah, kind of circuit of, of yeah. like punk dudes. So there are a lot like of dudes, dudes that have... Yeah. Yeah. That's where they we got ours amp. from. Yeah, they have yeah. amps yeah. as well, which sort of... It's so like if you package. can find a good package, it can be good. And we've had... I mean, we've had some good and bad experiences, but... Sure. Um, I mean, our driver killed himself a year after uh, we fired him in UK. Well, so there you go. You know, that's, that's some bad that's pretty experiences. Bad. That was it. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> worse for him. Uh, Arguably, <laughs> or not? Maybe it was a <laughs> sweet relief. Yeah, but sweet relief. The Victoria was just, Williams. Yes. It was. Uh, it was he, he did it as a tribute record too. Uh, Going yeah, to a right. sweet relief tribute. Scene, yeah, like, end of this month. A tribute wow. to the tribute album? Yeah. <laughs> it's a actually just for that featuring it, one of the best it is, Soul but, Asylum songs, yeah. their cover of Summer of Drugs. Which is, which is great. I thought the tribute album to the tribute album was just Victoria Williams doing <laughs> Right, doing <laughs> her, her own, own songs. songs. But in the style of in the Soul style of Eddie Vedder at Soul yeah. <laughs> But yeah. But in terms of driving, I mean, some regard it's nice to have somebody else driving. In some ways, it's a little... Yeah. That ends up entering into a new dynamic where we have a fairly sort of... After if you've toured for a long time with the same people, you end up having a sort of insular dynamic of right. how you converse and sure. shorthand. Yeah. And so when you yeah. throw another person in, it can be you know good or bad. I mean, it's generally been good. but So that is... It does change the dynamic and... We toured in one van where someone I van and I just I just got it was in winter and I got so sick of sitting in a van which is and yeah. these drawings of penises on the wall and you're <laughs> just staring there and it's like I like to read in the van I feel like I can get I do a lot of reading on tour and if it iron gets, stomach because I could never yeah. I got nauseous oh could I have no Did yeah you have to sit up front too Do you have to go shotgun no no but I just I could ne- I just can't read yeah right. I have like no problem with that so I think yeah. it's great when we have I can. End up reading a lot on tour, which I really enjoy. But if it's winter and it gets dark at four or fifteen, right. and you're just like sitting, you still have another three hours to go, right? And staring, and so it can be a little trying yeah, at sure. times. But I mean, I think we could drive ourselves, but yeah. it's a matter of in, in our case. I mean, it was it was partially a financial thing where it was like in order to make money. Not that you know the guarantees were, were good on the tour and it was right. just, but the cost of we flew ourselves over there and, yeah, right, and the right. cost of renting a van um, and the guys in my band 
really like to drive, which yeah. was another thing. And and honestly, driving like on the autobahn in Germany was ay, no yeah. speed limit. Yeah, it was, it's great, except for when you have to pay to pee. Oh, we, oh that's yes. right. You do have to pay to pee. Very oh. frustrating. Yes, if for, if for people who don't know. Yeah. For the listener. For the listener. Yeah, in Germany, mostly. Yeah. Uh, well, Germany, but that's why they have such clean restaurants. They've got, yeah. yeah, but sometimes I was having to throw down. Like, they've got an old lady, basically, who sits there with yeah, a plate. It's you awkward. You've got to throw, like, a euro, or yeah. euro yeah, down or for 50 cents. The, yeah, 50, 50p. The only kind of... But, I, yeah, I, I'll just sure. say, I, I threw down a couple for some real shitty-looking bathrooms. Yeah, like, wow. they were not doing their... You made it out alive. Yeah. You're here to talk yeah. about it today. You're not going to drive her. Maybe the driver of your van had a really bad <laughs> experience in the yeah. public. Um, but, no, it was so, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I always found... I thought it was fun to drive around. Yeah, and I, Except in certain... Like, Rome was a pain in the that's ass. That's yeah. Right. Uh, certain... I, I mean, some city around. driving can yeah. be very difficult. But, no, the drives between places, I feel like we would be able to do. And I've thought about it broached it as yeah. a subject. but i also think it's nice to if if it's part of if it's something that you can that you can afford uh, to have someone so you don't necessarily have to worry about okay who's going to yeah, drive that's not, right. not having a park and like deal with have someone somewhat be the responsibility of that can be good right. i mean i mean the plague of european shows i feel often because their hospitality is of a higher it's, level yes. than america i mean the with the exception the con- of the uk yeah, the UK is probably worse yes, than America. They just sh- shit on you. Yeah, it's pretty dismal. But yeah. the European, the continental, Western continental Europe is probably the biggest issue is often just that you get the just unending number of really bad radio head cover, like sounding <laughs> right. bands. Right. I mean, half the shows end up being with just a band that is just has 30 effects pedals and right. sounds just like a really yeah, bad radio And every head. show in Germany ends in a dance party. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes with foam. But, yeah. but they do start oh, on time. Yeah. <laughs> we play they it do at start a, on time. Yeah. They, don't, they do not live on punk time. Yeah. yeah. We did play a show, and this is in England, in Birmingham, no, in Manchester. Manchester. That ended up being like, as soon as our show ended, it was a good show, and as soon as it ended, they like clear all the stuff out, and it became this like metal like club <laughs> night. With all these scantily clad ladies walking around, like taking photos. It was just so bizarre. And there was this overlap where we're like finishing up and this thing's going and just real like, I mean, not, you know, like just dudes headbanging all over right. and stuff. And this weird backstage interaction between us and these vixens. And like, <laughs> I think someone wrote on our, on like our dressing room or backstage area on the, on the sign is just someone wrote, no vixens. <laughs> <laughs> they were not allowed in. Um, but, yeah, England can be... I mean, England, they also don't have a sense of... Their sense of distance is so much... We were going from Manchester to Glasgow once, right. and people thought we were insane. Right. It's a four-hour drive. It's right. not very far. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, lunacy. Uh, something I'll say about Manchester. Uh, the most depress- One of the most depressing things I ever saw on tour, for some reason it really hit home. Uh, wasn't that we got broken into there, but yeah. uh, we drove past where the hacienda was, oh, yeah. uh, which was the original club from yeah. the factory uh, records, and uh, they were turning it into condos. Ah. And there was a giant sign that said, "Now that the party's over, oh, it's that's time so to sad. settle down." The wow. hacienda condos. That seems very fitting. In <laughs> yeah, some it really kind of summed up like, "Well, that's all over. See yeah. ya." So, um, so it's, it's interesting in terms of you're, you're kind of the first guest that we've had who is in a band that has, that there's some momentum 
behind now. So, so the, 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 well, the normal question of like, why are you still doing this? Right. It doesn't necessarily apply in this case, but so what's like, what, uh, well, I think it's, I think in some ways of, of like, you know, you, like we said, like you, oh, I shouldn't. You were I, a little bit later to get into yeah. them. Yeah. Like what? What just was there any question your brain? That was, was not like, a slight uh, to any of the other bands yeah. that we've interviewed so right. far. Just, uh, you know, yeah, just, big time in them. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> uh, was there any thoughts of like you know? Oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean that does gauge. I mean it happens somewhat that you know. I guess we're all probably somewhat a little bit more settled than if we were twenty two and just right. like yeah, let's go well, right. tour for six months out of the year. I mean we don't do it that much because. Yeah. We all do have things that we're doing, but I mean, it's somewhat of some of it is it is enjoyable. I yeah. like touring. I think it's fun. Right. It's nice to play shows. It's nice to like, especially if you can play shows. I mean, I think now we've toured more and we know other people that we can sort of try and shape who we play with and sure. make sure that all our shows are really fun. Not because I'd not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes a big difference. And some of it's just sort of the name of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have to. Right. In this day and age tour, you can't. Yeah. I mean, you cannot do it, but it makes, if you're trying to sustain some, you know, not even a living, but not used to be money. money. Yeah, yeah. You sort of have to. I mean, no one buys records. And, I mean, people do, but it's not in right. the same amount. So it's sort of, there's more money there to sort of sustain what you're mm-hmm. doing. Sure. And, but it is enjoyable. I mean, we still play really bad. Right. I mean, we still play shows that are, you know, very sparsely attended. And sure. We were playing, I mean, last summer we were doing a big tour and we were playing in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I mean, there was probably, there was 15 people there, maybe yeah. or something. And, but the asterisk on that is that Snoop Dogg was playing a free show for college <laughs> students in the park down the street. And even the people at the club were kind of like, I'm kind of wanting to get hoping to, to duck Snoop, out so I can know? go like catch a little Snoop. But we did. <laughs> Maybe cut out the encore this Yeah. Night. So we actually walked over and saw a little bit of Snoop. Did get to see him through a fence. We were peering at him and got to see, which I'm sure he says every show. Right. But he invites these college girls up on stage to dance. And he's like, you get a backstage pass because you got a backstage ass. <laughs> Again. We tried that at the show later and it did not go well. <laughs> they said, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, not as memorable show. Very memorable night. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of. So, I mean, it's definitely, we played, I mean, I feel like we had a lot of shows on that tour that were, I mean, sparsely attended. and Right. So it's still not a lock. Yeah, I mean, it's totally, out. I mean, I think there's certain cities where we've played a lot that now it's a bit more, and, but, I mean, there were places that we hadn't been on this. We hadn't done a lot of sort of When like was it? Western. When was this tour? This was last summer, I okay. guess. Okay. And How often do you usually go out throughout the year? Not a ton. Okay. It's mainly, I mean, last Summer we toured a lot because we had a record that had just come out, or right? In March or something, we sort of, or no, it had come out a little later. So we did a whole U.S. tour, and we did a whole like Europe tour. I mean, the last year we went, we went over to the U.K. recently, but that was really just for one show as a label right. that puts it out there, their 15th anniversary. And we haven't, we've done like little. We did, you know, just a sort of here dc philly tour right. maybe like three days right. not very much princeton and so we don't we're not real right beaten, road, yeah, road, road dogs yeah cruising yeah. the interstates every sure. you know, 
<clears throat> Gotta hit Bank, the pavement, bro. Bank and Eisenhower, and <laughs> but no, it's so this summer we're not we're doing a West Coast tour, but uh-huh. that's about it. And yeah. I think, I mean, I think we want to try and record at some point to so keep time for that. Sure. What is the but What is the plan for uh, the buying next? a base amp? Is that buying a base amp involved? It's you know that gets some people off. PV makes a really nice <laughs> bandit. Yeah, <laughs> check <laughs> it out. Kind of compact base amp there you it's got yeah. the button on it that you i mean that's exactly. my big yeah get get a base amp is a big one <laughs> cool i mean the problem with that all right this is my it's there's no excuse for not having a base amp but it is the single most boring form of musical equipment to purchase <laughs> right ever sure it makes noise cool yeah like i'm not one of these people like you look at like reviews of bass amps and like these guys are like going nuts with just explanation sure i mean a guitar amp it's got like character oh i agree i mean i don't yeah. fun to buy and mess around with a bass amp you're like all right now i can as a bass player noise. i'm basically just like is that an svt yeah cool Basically. let's go that's it i don't yeah. know what else I, i'm not it's, gonna get a gk like solid i just can't yeah. deal with it like, yeah so it's sort of um, and and so, pr- and I'll say pro bass gear sounds terrible. Yeah, it's all like guitar center like Victor Wood yeah. stuff. Oh, that guy's a he, that guy's one what bass player of the year. Yeah, like five or six Wait, times. Uh, Victor Wooten, what they uh, Bello Flash Flash okay, like yeah, 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 All right, I, all those guys win awards. <laughs> Every yeah. year from the Garlock Award for yeah. Yeah. yeah, but so no, we're got, so we'll do some touring and kind of. Uh, then hopefully we've been writing for a while and hopefully mm-hmm. record and. So when that. you when you hit up the West Coast when you're in San Diego you're gonna hit up that uh, taco place a fish oh, taco most place certainly, again <laughs> where we went recommended by the Oxford Collapse where we went and in the parking lot was a DeLorean that's right perfect I was, uh, when so, I was yeah I, I got the picture it was, uh, of that. I mean uh, food is definitely possibly I mean it might be the best part of food the is yeah. definitely I mean, I mean finding for me, good it's food, food is, and find and going to the handful of record stores I'm like great I can go here food and yeah. record stores is definitely me and Keegan and the band are like the bigger record right. nerds so we always sort of strike out and try sure. and hit as many record stores as we can and, yeah and also eat as much good sort of unique food right regional cuisine try and but yeah so we have that yeah that's definitely what you do to make things entertaining yeah. Yeah. and we have i mean so to wrap everything up we got one final question for you the final the which end is all. what do you think of the word gig i'm more partial to show Right. I don't know. I think gig yeah. sounds a little... It's like my... Uh, it's similar to... Well, it's actually... It's very different in its development. But I get annoyed when, like, film people curate. No, you you program. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Highfalutin. Um, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think show... I always say show. We had a show. We're out gigging. No, I mean, yeah. I'm not... A, it it sounds weird. Terrible. It's That's, a harsh word. Yeah. We find that people who play in it's bands... It's like saying rig for gear. <laughs> I think oh, it's yeah. comparable to rig yeah. gear. That's yes. a good one, actually. And rig and gig. And yeah, it's, the same. It's Anything with an ig is, yeah, is bad news. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely am not... Yeah, I'm a show... Concert. I mean, I find like there are certain Concert's people. I don't say too. that at all. There, I find that certain people who say like, "Oh, we have a rehearsal," whereas I always say practice. Right. There's another one. I think rehearsal is a comedy thing. I've got yeah. rehearsal for comedy. Yeah. I've got practice for my. Yeah. Bands. I mean, I think British people say it, so that's right. like a different thing. But there are Americans who say rehearsal. I'm like, well, I mean, 
Right. We're, we're not putting on. Let's let's not. We're not putting on a show. Exactly. Here. I mean, well, we do have an music, an opera coming out, a oh. rock opera coming. <laughs> so you'll out. have a lot of rehearsals for that. Yeah, one. Crystal Stills in the Land of Nymphs. That is going to be wonderful. We're I mean, looking forward to that. It's going to be. Uh, Andy. It's going to be great. Andy. Andy. Get home yeah. safe. I will. <laughs> no tickets. <laughs> Worst gig ever. 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 ever.